Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. As promised, we have Joey McMurray, broadcaster for the Oregon Sports Network. He covers Oregon football on the sidelines during the game. He hosts Duck Insider. He also is the voice of Oregon baseball and Oregon men's basketball. Joey, I hold you in high esteem. I talk a lot about how I've learned from you in my four years at Oregon. And one of the most impactful memories I have is the fact that you actually got me one of my only A's at the J school back up in Eugene. So I actually owe part of my graduation to you at the end of the day. (laughs) Well, that might be actually the highest praise I've ever gotten from somebody is helping them graduate. That's an important thing to do. So, hey, no, it's it's fun to talk with you, Jonathan. I'm glad that uh, you've done well. And, man, I'm glad that I at least taught you something along the line. Uh, I always wonder every time I talk to people if if I actually am giving them good advice or if it's terrible advice. So it's fun to see – folks like yourself that have gone on from Oregon and uh, and gotten into the industry and had success. It's a lot of fun to see. So I appreciate it. We appreciate, I'm happy to take the <laughs> we appreciate Joe. I, I try to be part of the Joey McMurray uh, sports media tree, if you will. I like that. You know, Hey, really though, it's not the, it's not the, my tree. I, I think really a lot of credit goes to the student radio station uh, at Oregon, KWVA. Obviously you were there and a lot of folks like myself were there. I'd really love to just call it the, the KWVA alum tree. I think that that's, uh, that's probably where the majority of us came from and where we really learned it all. That's a great, that's a great idea. We should start a for, we should start, yeah, let's try this again. We should form a little bit of a union uh, and, and perhaps, or an alumni circle, something. I agree. KWVA Eugene 88.1 FM is where it all began for us. But now we both have sort of moved on in a way, professionally at least, so let's get this thing going. Joey, Oregon goes to the Coliseum, faces USC. Not only do they win, they dominate. Now to open up this conversation, I want to ask you. The Ducks had Brady Breeze, Mikhail Wright, and Calvin Throckmorton as players of the week, garnering those honors in the Pac-12. Why wasn't Tyler Shuck offered player of the week as a fullback for the block that he threw at the end of that game? Yeah, everybody was pretty excited about that. I mean, it's rare that you see a backup quarterback get in there and uh, throw a block the way that Tyler Shuck did. And, you know, it's kind of funny because, right, those are the guys that wear the red non-contact jersey in practice. And and so every now and then I think the quarterbacks kind of look for the hit. You know, they they want a little bit of contact. And, and I thought that Tyler Shuck uh, kind of showed that on, on that particular play. And late in a ball game, that sort of fight, I mean, that's, that's what Mario Cristobal wants, and, and I think that's what Oregon showed in this game. And, and maybe the biggest takeaway for me, you know, couples along with what Tyler Shuck did, is it's that toughness factor that Oregon has. I, this team has taken uh, a couple punches on the jaw the last few weeks, and they've gotten right back up and thrown haymakers in order to win some football games. And this USC game was one of them. You know, Ducks were down 10 nothing. All of a sudden, they, they run away with it, and you know that I don't know that that would have happened in the last couple seasons. And that, that's just kind of where this team is right now. And 
maybe Tyler Shuck's block at the end of a game, the fact that the second unit is in and Oregon's still playing hard, it, that might be the best example of a team that knows how to take a punch and then can lay one out themselves. You mentioned this team being tough, but tough doesn't always translate to discipline. And I heard you on Duck Insider this morning talk about how over the last few games, this Ducks team has garnered a lot of flags. There's been a handful of personal fouls. We saw more than our share on Saturday at the Coliseum. What's been the attribution for the undisciplined play by some, especially the defense, man? Recently, the defense has seemed somewhat undisciplined. What do you attribute that to? Yeah, it's it's been really odd. I mean, Oregon was the was the least penalized team in the conference for much of the season. And now the last two weeks, their penalty numbers have almost doubled per game just in the last two weeks. And, you know, that's that's striking. I mean, the first seven games of the year, and then all of a sudden in the last two, it's twice as many penalties. It's just weird. I, I think it's a few things. One, I, I think that there were a lot of emotions. It was kind of a chippy game from the start. And, look, there's a lot of guys on this Oregon team that are from the Los Angeles area. And as a result, a lot of guys on both Oregon and USC that played with each other in high school or against each other in high school. And I, I kind of felt that on the sideline, like everybody knew each other and it was just a little bit of a chippy contest. And, you know, I think the other thing and coach Cristobal talked about it with me post game is that he even got a sideline warning for a penalty that frankly, I, I think he had a fair case discussing a certain ruling with an official last week. Um, I think that he had a case, in my opinion, but he even said that to me in one of our conversations over the last two weeks that it's got to start with him, you know, and he, he said post game after USC that he's got to teach it better. And I, I think there's a lot of emotion around this Oregon football team right now, but at the end of the day, Coach Chris will be the first to say that, yeah, they, they got to get the penalties in check. They got to get their composure. In fact, at halftime, when I talked to him on the broadcast going into the locker room, he, he said that we got to get our composure back. Both teams need to do that. And Honestly, I thought that Oregon did that, and as a result, Oregon was the team that came out on top. They got their composure back in the second half, I think, more than USC did, and it's a big reason why they were victorious. Jerry McMurray from the Oregon Sports Network joining me here on Believe in the Pac-12. Joey, you mentioned emotion surrounding this team. Ever since day one, even before day one, when Oregon was slotted to be the, the number one team out of the Pac-12, the college football po- playoff conversation has sort of had its own aura within the within the program and I'm not sure on your end how you see it being a lot more intimate with the team than you know us media members on the outside from a holistic perspective see it but over the last now nine games the college football playoff has become a conversation that could come to fruition for this Oregon team, obviously depending on all these extenuating circumstances. How does knowing that this weight, the conference, the perception of the Pac-12, now falls on the Ducks' shoulders play into the emotion that these guys bring into each game? Well, I think there's certainly a lot of pressure, but at the same time, if you come to a program like Oregon, you want to play in these sort of high-pressure games, and you want to be in these high-pressure situations. And And frankly, I think the coaches and players of all sports at Oregon, not just football, would tell you that if you're not in those games, then something isn't going as well as you'd like it to go. There's certainly a lot of pressure, and Oregon had pressure on itself prior to the season. You know, they wanted to be in that conversation prior to the season. Now that they are in that conversation again, even after that loss to Auburn, I think it's where they want to be. Coach Cristobal talks a lot about this idea of being 1-0 every week, and 
all the coaches have really embraced that. And I talked with coach about that this week and also talked with a couple of the seniors on the team about it, that, Hey, what does that mean? Like this one and O mentality. And the ducks have really taken that to heart. They, they put a lot of weight into the psychological and emotional side of football and the mental aspect of the game. And the ducks talk about being one and O every week. You got to be one and O you got to come back from the game being one and O and you know, I, I really think that this team has taken that to heart because otherwise it gets a little overwhelming. You start thinking about all the outside pressures that are on a college athlete. That's pretty overwhelming to deal with. And so the coaches have really gone after that mentality. And it's, you know, it's similar to trusting the process and, and all those sorts of things that you hear athletes talk about. You kind of have to go about it that way because I do think otherwise it gets to be a little bit much. But you're right. Oregon does kind of carry the banner in the Pac-12, though. The one outlier to that argument might be Utah. I mean, if Utah ends up winning out, defeating Oregon in a Pac-12 championship game, I think Utah's got a very legitimate shot and really a, a, I think, good argument to get into the college football playoffs. So right now I think there's two banner carriers in the Pac-12. It's just that Oregon is the national name. Between the Ducks and the Utes, most people are going to know the Ducks before they're going to know the Utes. And the committee won't be looking about that. When the rankings come out Tuesday night, the committees won't. The committee isn't going to be looking at that. They're going to be looking at it from just a pure analytics ranking standpoint. And until they, uh, in, until we know for sure what those rankings are, I, I'm curious just to hear how the national narrative is so different around Oregon compared to Utah. So, a long-winded answer to your question. I, I think there is a lot of pressure, but. That's what the Ducks want. They want there to be a lot of pressure. And I think that Oregon's a worthy banner carrier, but so is Utah at this rate. You bring up a really interesting point, and I want to get back to Oregon and sort of how they've evolved from the Auburn game to this point in just a moment. But I think that in this conversation, Oregon beating USC, USC beating Utah, that common opponent right there after this past weekend, at least in my mind, should give Oregon the edge because – an Auburn loss to open this season with an unhealthy wide receiving core looks a lot better, in my mind, again, than a Utah team who goes to USC on a Friday night and, and you know, shorter, sort of shoots themselves in the foot at the end of that game. So I feel like even though the Oregon has the brand, when you look at the analytics, when you look at the past, Oregon should still have the edge against Utah. Do you think that there's something more to Utah that the committee would take into account that could push them ahead of Oregon? Well, I agree that I think Oregon's loss is a better loss. And so if you go just based on that, I think that Oregon's got to be ahead of them. But, but I guess my argument is that if few times of winning out and defeats Oregon, I think they've got a legit playoff argument. But, but I think Oregon does too. I mean, if the playoffs started today, I think that Oregon would have a better argument than Utah to, to get in. Uh, but I, I do think that both of those teams still have work to do as the season goes along uh, because I – I don't think either one of them would be in the playoff right now, uh, but that's why you still have some games to be played. So the analytics will tell you that Oregon's one of the better teams out there. I mean, the Ducks are one of five teams nationally that ranks in the top 15 in both scoring offense and scoring defense. They're number one in turnover margin. I mean, there's a lot of metrics and stats that tell you that Oregon's one of the better teams in the country, and that's why they're a top five team. And in some people's eyes, they're a top 10 team in the polls right now. So I, I think that the Ducks still have a little bit of work to do, but you're right. I mean, they, they've got a good argument right now. One of the biggest reasons that Oregon has the ability to be in this conversation is because Justin Herbert last season chose to come back to Eugene for another year. 
now that we're nine games in and we've seen the progressions of this offense, we've seen now it be as healthy as it can be. Obviously, Breland is a big loss. Was the decision for Herbert to come back the best decision for the program and on a personal level for Herbert? Well, I think it was. I mean, he, he might have been a high NFL pick, but he still can be this year. And, you know, he's risking injury. There's always going to be that. And, and you know, honestly, we got that scare. I think all of Oregon did when Justin Herbert was down, had to leave for a few plays going into the injury tent uh, at the game or in the game at USC. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that it was the right move for him. Uh, certainly Oregon is loving having him back, but he's gone up draft boards as a result. I mean, I, and I think, look, I'm a little bit biased. I mean, I think that any chance that you have to go get your degree, you should definitely do it. And, and Justin Herbert did that. You know, he, he is going in and getting his degree. And he is a guy that takes his academics so seriously that I, I do think that it makes a lot of sense. And it made a lot of sense for him to come back. And, and I don't think he regrets it for a second. One of Herbert's most valuable targets over the last two weeks, arguably three weeks, has been Jawan Johnson. Talk about how important the wide receiving core being healthy, now having Micah Pittman back as well, uh, and even Spencer Webb stepping up in the absence of Breland. Talk about how the health of this wide receiving core has allowed this offense to evolve since day one, since game one against Auburn to this point in the season. Yeah, Jawan Johnson, Brendan Schooler, and Micah Pittman were all guys that were probably in the top six, seven of the rotation. And they were hurt at the beginning of the year. And now the, the difference, though, is you talk about how healthy they are th- at this point. Yeah, Juwan Johnson's back. Yeah, Micah Pittman's back. But Jacob Breland being out for the year and Brendan Schooler electing to transfer, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Um, so the Ducks are maybe a little bit healthier and more equipped than they were at, the, or at this point in the year as compared to the beginning of the season. But it's still not the deepest unit for pass catchers, not just wide receivers but tight ends as well. It's still not as deep of a unit as I think maybe you'd you'd like, but it's still a good squad. I mean, this is a good group of pass catchers. And, you know, I have a feeling that as the season moves along, Oregon's receivers are going to get better and better. I mean, you saw that from Juwan Johnson with him getting healthy. And then guys like Josh Delgado have contributed a little bit. Micah Pittman getting more and more comfortable. Jalen Red, Johnny Johnson, I think have both have really have had really good seasons and, you know, just all of that in mind, I, I think that this squad is in a good place when it comes to pass catchers, but certainly having Jacob Breland would, would mean a lot. And replacing him is really tough. Spencer Webb has done some nice things, but replacing Jacob Breland has been really difficult. One of the things that Ryan and I like to talk about is how fruitful the Southern California region is for Pac-12 recruits and for the schools, rather, in the Pac-12 and the recruits that they garner. Oregon has done an amazing job. I mean, Cristobal and company have done an amazing job of out-recruiting both USC and, I mean, North, North Texas is out-recruiting UCLA right now, so it's not even that hard to out-recruit UCLA. But, you know, Washington, Washington State, Oregon are all getting the big playmakers from Southern California. Johnny Wilson, one of the best wide receivers I've ever seen. I've called three of his games at Calabasas is committed to Oregon. There's another wide receiver out of Rancho Cucamonga uh, who's committed to Oregon. What have the Ducks done to be able to have such a presence in this region specifically? Excuse me. Um, And I'm sure that going down to USC and slapping them in the face in front of 200-plus recruits at the Coliseum certainly helps. Well, I can't get into too many details of recruiting with my connection to the athletic department because it could be a compliance issue but I can say that they have put such a value on recruiting and Los Angeles and Southern California as a whole 
are certainly recruiting hotbeds. And, and Oregon knows, and this coaching staff knows, that that's a really big part of their success is recruiting the West Coast and getting the best players on the West Coast. And, you know, guys like Keith Hayward, who have connections to Southern California, are, have been instrumental in Oregon's recruiting. I mean, that, that's been Mario Cristobal's, you know, one of the tenets of his program is they're going to get the, not just the best players, but the right players that come to Oregon for the right reasons and want to win championships. They've put such a focus on recruiting, and they're doing it, I think, in, in a way that everybody really appreciates. And what I mean by that is fans appreciate it because they're active. You know, they're, they're, they're actively out in guys' homes at their high school, seeing guys, and they're also recruiting just the right players. I think all of that is it, – it, it really comes from what Coach Cristobal wants, and that's to get the right players in the Oregon program. And, you know, I've always kind of felt this way, that college football is much more about the Jims and the Joes than it is about the X's and the O's. Certainly coaches that are going to win in the X's and O's department are going to be really successful. But college football is about getting the best players. And I think that Oregon has really focused on that and really done that under Coach Cristobal. And the Los Angeles area is certainly a huge key. You know, that that's why going down to Southern California and, as you mentioned, you know, winning like they did against USC, that's certainly going to open some eyes to a lot of potential Ducks or Trojans or anything else down there. Joey McMurray from the Oregon Sports Network. Joey, last question before we get you out of there, out of here. I guess, or off the line, however you want to put it. Are Oregon fans back, or let me put it this way, is Willie Taggart back in the good graces of Oregon fans? I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I think that anytime you have a, a coach move on, I think at some programs you, you're going to say, well, you know, he's outgrown us and you wish him well, but I think with the way that it happened, there was certainly a sour taste in a lot of Oregon fans' uh, mouths. You know, I, and I think that everybody kind of felt that way. You know, he was the head coach at Oregon for actually a little less than a year, and I think that a lot of Oregon fans were just kind of like, "Whoa, you know, like what, what's the deal here? Like how how'd this happen?" And but I will say that I, I feel bad for Coach Taggart and, and some of his staff members that I got to know at Oregon. You know, you never want to see somebody lose their job and and I do feel for him but it, it was certainly a tough thing when he left Oregon but I think a lot of Oregon fans feel like hey Mario Cristobal ended up being the head coach exactly. as a result of coach Taggart moving on and I think Oregon fans are really happy with that so all in all you know I, I never want to see anybody lose their job and and I think that that's that's really unfortunate what happened at Florida State so but at the same time I, I do think that Oregon fans have they're pretty – let me put it this way. I think Oregon fans are happy that Mario Cristobal is running their program now. Yeah, that was that was definitely the direction I was looking for uh, because without Willie Taggart hiring Mario Cristobal, who knows who would have been the head coach once he moved on. And I think that everybody in Eugene and I think everybody in the Pac-12 really likes Mario Cristobal. I, I see no reason not to. I mean, he just he, – he radiates positive energy to everybody around him. Joey, it's a pleasure having you on. I really look forward to – perhaps making this a thing a little bit more consistent than just once in a season. But uh, until that happens, where can everybody find you? I know I gave you a brief description of your title, but where can people see you, hear you, find you? Uh, anytime uh, across the Oregon Sports Network. Uh, GoDucks.com has all the info on the Oregon Sports Network. I'm on Twitter at JoeyMacUO. It's a lot of fun, man. Uh, talking about games uh, with your alma mater, it's uh, certainly a dream come true for me. 
So I appreciate it, Jonathan. Anytime. I'm happy to talk with you. It's always fun talking to especially with a duck. I appreciate it, Joe. You're an inspiration. Take care. You too. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.